Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, May 11, 2021, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today, we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in Chapter 4, We Agnostics, on page 56, the fourth paragraph. We will be reading and commenting on that one paragraph only, which begins with, This man recounts and ends with conscious companionship with his creator. Today's readers are R.W., Esther F., Kathy S., Crystal P., and Rick J. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, May 10th, 2021, are 16,917 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, that's 16917, and 16,918 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, that's 16918, OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Barb W. to read the OA 12 steps. Good morning, Barb W. from Illinois, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to unity, sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you for your service, Barb W. I will now ask Esther F. to read the OA 12 tradition. Hi, this is Esther F., a recover compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio, the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, 
Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be service, and I pass. Thank you for your service, Esther S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we will be reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph on page 56, this man recounts through conscious companionship with his creator. I will now ask Kathy S. to go ahead and read that for us. Thanks, Rebecca. This is Kathy S., recovered compulsive overeater from Georgia. This man recounts that he tumbled out of bed to his knees. In a few seconds, he was overwhelmed by a conviction of the presence of God. It poured over and through him with the certainty and majesty of a great tide at flood. The barriers he had built through the years were swept away. He stood in the presence of infinite power and love. He had stepped from bridge to shore. For the first time, he lived in conscious companionship with his creator. Um, well... <laughs> It was Mother's Day, um, and uh, just, yeah, just after Mother's Day, um, when I, and I didn't realize this until reading this paragraph, that how much I relate to this man's story. I, on Mother's Day, I had had two weeks of abstinence, and that night, my husband suggested we go have ice cream. I should preface this by saying that uh, I was trying to work abstinence and program by myself, um, which as we know is completely unsuccessful, but I tried it anyway. And, uh, but I had had two weeks abstinence. I prayed. I said, God, if this is your will, you know, stop me, block me. But, you know, maybe it's, maybe this isn't my case, but please direct me in the way that I should go. And I gave an earnest prayer and then I went, I followed my heart and went and got a pint of ice cream had the first bite, second bite, whole pint, and nothing happened but darkness. And it, it, I didn't get that ease and comfort that I used to get, and I was angry. And I said, that's it. Okay, God, um, I'm done. I am done with sugar. I'm done with my alcoholic foods. Tomorrow I'm going to pick up on the meeting, and, and we're going to get going. And, uh, of course, the next day came, and by 1030 in the morning, I'm negotiating with my daughter about her ice cream and proceeded to have a day's worth of just one massive blowout. 
which left me where we were um, basically in a couple paragraphs ago with this fellow. And I was angry and I wanted to blame God. I said, if there's a God, he certainly hasn't done anything for me. And, um, and then it was that day after Mother's Day and I had the biggest hangover. I had a migraine, the shakes, everything. And a friend of mine from program reached out to me. Apparently, I had asked her to sponsor me two weeks ago, and I forgot about that, but I shared with her what happened, and she told me she had prayed about it, and that if I wanted to work the steps, she would guide me through. And in that moment, I sat there, I was overwhelmed, and I wanted to just say, I don't know, but what came out of my mouth was yes. And it was that moment, too, that I was overwhelmed by a conviction in a power, I was overwhelmed by the presence of God. And for the first time, I mean, I didn't know what, how it would look, how we would work the steps, what would happen, but I knew this was a lifeline. And it's been ever since that day that my alcoholic problem was taken away. And um, <clears throat> it amazes me that it was one year ago today, and I'm reading this paragraph. If that doesn't prove the conscious companionship of God, I don't know what does. But the barriers that were lifted from me were barriers that God is not in this and he hasn't done anything for me. He's been with me all along, continues to be with me. And um, tomorrow will be my one-year anniversary of abstinence. And I thank you all for your support, for allowing me to share with you my experience and to read this paragraph today. Thank you, God, for being my companion and my power. And I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy S. Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on in a Vision for You meeting on Friday or Monday and would like to share, on the fourth paragraph on page 56, this man recounts through conscious companionship with his creator, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Gwen Katie from New Jersey. Katie Boston. Okay, well, let me tell you, I didn't quite get anyone, but I'll tell you what I got and see if we can figure it out. Someone from New Jersey. Gwen. Who was Gwen? G-W-E-N? Or Glenn? I think it was Gwen. And then did I hear someone named Katie? Yes, I am someone named Katie. Katie G. Katie G. Okay. Did I hear someone named Teresa? Yes, Teresa P. Okay. So then I heard someone whose last initial was P, but it might have been Teresa. Or was there another person whose last initial was P? Okay, it must have been Teresa. So who didn't I hear who spoke up besides Gwen, Katie, and Teresa? Yvonne. Um, okay, Yvonne, I heard, and on M. Dara L. And Dara L or C? Mm-hmm. Dara, yeah. yeah. I got it. D. So, A R A. Yes, D A R A. Dara L. Right, right, right. Got it. <laughs> Who was that? Was that someone else? Okay. So we have um, a list of Gwen um, from New Jersey, Katie G, Teresa P, Yvonne, Ann M, and Dara L. So why don't we go with you six? Gwen from New Jersey, and you could give us your last initial. And if I got your name right. <laughs> Gwen. Hi. This is. Hi. I'm sorry. This is Gwen from New Jersey. Yes, and your first initial of your last name. I'm Gwen. sorry. Yes, H. Gwen H. H. Gwen H. Take it away. Okay. So, oh, I don't know why this is um, that beep is coming on, but you can hear me. 
I can hear you. We can all we can okay. all hear you, Gwen. Okay, sorry. Um, so it didn't come as a thunderbolt, but it it, it came in a, a series of um, and I'm talking about my God experience, a, a series of little um, segments. It was you know this past uh, holiday season. I was using my closet to store things and bumped into my big book. And normally I kept that downstairs when I wasn't in program. I kind of had like a real aversion to it when um, <clears throat> when I wasn't connected. <clears throat> and I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, uh, it didn't offend me, you know, when I, when I saw it, like, like it had in the past. And I didn't rush to put it out of my vision and I kept it on my shelf. And as the days went on, I would, you know, go hide more presents for the holidays and in this closet and the book fell onto the floor. And I, I said like, you know, this is funny. I'm bumping into this book over and over. Um, Cause it happened uh, every time I went into the closet, it seemed. And then a index card fell out and it had a, mustard seed taped to it and it was given to me by an OA member many many years ago at a retreat and this person said to me this is all you need this is all the faith you need in God to um to get this you know to get recovery and I saw it and I was in a lot of pain and I'm grateful for that pain and I took the book down and I thought to myself I'm I'm going to read it you know I'm going to read it one of these days and um, along with a friend of mine an OA member who found a vision and had been talking to me about it and normally our conversations would um, I would get a little tight you know listening to OA because I wasn't ready again Um, but I was receptive I felt very receptive and she sounded different, and the information she was given to me about a vision sounded different. And um, after the holidays, I had absolutely no excuse. One morning, I was free, and it was 7 o'clock, and I said, I'm going to listen. And the minute I made that decision, before I even dialed the number for this meeting, I knew, I knew I was connected, but I was connected in a different way. And um, I listened to the meeting. I loved it. I received about 22 calls and um, that evening. And I have had God in my life since. I always had God, but like I've heard in, heard in other shares, um, I didn't have God with the program. And now I do. I have a sponsor since then, and I'm well past three months of abstinence, and um, all the wonderful things are happening for me. And um, I'm just very grateful. So <laughs> I just wanted to share that, and I'll pass. Thanks so much, Gwen H. Katie D. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, my fellows. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. You know, um, I didn't have like a white light experience, um, but I continue to be overwhelmed by the presence of God, by the presence of infinite power and love. And I want to just say that I couldn't be overwhelmed by my God if I wasn't anything but entirely abstinent not just from food, but from ingredients, from behaviors around anorexia and bulimia, which have enslaved me my whole life. But today, by the grace of God, I don't suffer from compulsive overeating. I am a compulsive overeater. I will always be. But I think for me, you know, this paragraph reminds me, it's not about getting what I want. Um, It's not about everything being um, unicorns and rainbows. It's about being conscious, aware, awake to the internal and external existence of God. And the barriers, what are my barriers? Well, first of all, it's food and behaviors, right? I've got to put those down. Because when I was exercising bulimically and I got hurt, my God died. My God died. 
because because that was it and any diet products all of that those those are god so if you're using any of those and you're on step 10 you're not you're on step one you're on step zero like um that's my truth and um for me i had this awareness on sunday and it's not because mother's day was unicorns and rainbows in fact it was a really hard day <laughs> and people called me and they said this must be such a delightful day because i have uh, worked very hard with God to have children, and um, and it was very hard. I had a lot of barriers. I had a lot of expectations. I had a lot of disappointments, but I also had a lot of God. And what happened to me was because I've been trained in my DNA. I, I get up. I get on my knees. I turn my food over to my sponsor. I do my inventory. I talk to sponsor and sponsees. By five o'clock, I was overwhelmed by the power of love and I could see where I was wrong and how God had, um, how I had been blocked from God because I wanted people to do and be the people that they weren't. And then I looked around me and I saw that my life today is filled with love. I get to trudge with women and men <clears throat> who have been mothers to me, who have been sisters to me, who have filled my life with purpose and communication and love and conscious contact. And I can't tell you the exact day that my edges are being um, scraped away, that my barriers are being scraped away, because it's happening for me slowly um, over a period of time. But I can tell you that thanks be to God, a day at a time as I continue to chip away at these barriers with God, I get more God. So if you're wondering where God is, you got to get into the steps and higher abstinence. And, you know, for me, Sunday became all about doing the next right thing. And God ran to me and filled me up with love and light. And I'm so grateful to get to charge with all of you and to experience that with that at us. Oh, thanks, Katie D. Teresa T. Hi, I'm Teresa T. from California, and uh, I'm really glad to be on the meeting this morning and uh, to have the blessing of uh, the big book. And you know, and I just uh, had, uh, I did have a great uh, uh, revelation on on uh, the Mother's Day weekend. I was uh, got a um, was blessed, and you know, and this is just conscious contact with God is to realize a blessing when I see it, and which is basically whatever's happening. And, you know, they don't necessarily need to be comfortable. And um, and what I got to, got to do is just be present. And uh, I had the, the first, uh, uh, I mean, I had with one daughter was, and I tried to take control. I mean, the people weren't doing it my way. And, and what I, I it was like, this is just not right. Look at look at how they're acting. And I opened my my mouth and said unkind things. And then it was just right in my face, looking at it. And like, oh my gosh, everybody was being people were being nice and look what I did. And what I got to do is is look at it, you know, and take ownership of my behavior, which is so hard for me, just so hard for me to stay in reality and to just make those amends. Do that, you know, ten steps. And it was it was both it was so graciously received by both parties, you know. And then I got to relax and I got to, you know, enjoy the rest of the miracles of the day, and it was wonderful. And to just let people be who they are, I keep trying to control people, try to control me, and I try to control other people. And uh, then the next day happened, and and I, I was so exhausted it was really hard for me to do anything. So I actually couldn't do it. But see, God works in mysterious ways. And so, you know, I couldn't control things, which is great. And I got to see my other daughter, uh, five little grandkids. Uh, I don't know what she had four there. And, uh, you know, just to, just to be there and was such a blessing also. And just to see the little two-year-old just run oh, for three hours chasing the horses, chasing the chickens, chasing, just running up and down and, and uh, for um, you know the other ones, just being just people being their little being their selves, and my daughter just so cute, you know, and and it was just it was so precious, and so this is God working in my life and sweeping away the barriers that I put up and caused my own problems with, and I am so grateful that you know with with program with the big book, it just 
it leads me to God through the steps. So I, it just works. That's all I can say is I don't have to explain it. It works. I, I go to meetings. I, I, I do, you know, have my sponsor, you know, and I work those steps then, 10, 11, 12, every day. And I screw up every day, and it's okay because that's why there's the 10th step. And just to be a part of part of this. And thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Teresa P. Yvonne, and I didn't get your initial of your last name. Yvonne, Tia's and Tom from Pennsylvania. Um, good morning, Yvonne. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, in my teen years, I did something that I carried through my entire life of so much shame, so much guilt, so much self-hatred. I spent 40-some years of my life um, eating compulsively, punishing myself with large volumes of food. Um, what happened is in my teen years, I had two abortions within two years, and I subjected myself to 40, over 40 years of eating compulsively, self-hatred, guilt, shame. One day, um, one of my closest girlfriends asked me to take her husband who had dementia to mass. And I was reluctant, but I did it. And I honestly thought hell would freeze over that day. That day, usually the priest led the mass. At that particular day, the bishop led the mass. It was in a nicer place. It was like they couldn't have been more welcoming to me. And all I can say is because I face, I, I, I thought God could not possibly care about me after that happened. All I can say is from that point on, I realized maybe he does care. And in the last couple of years, my life has been one miracle after another. And even though I don't feel worthy, I know God loves me. And I quit arguing with him. And I said, okay, God, I know you think I'm worth it. I don't know why, but I'm going to accept it. And he continues to put one more miracle after another into my life. And I have so much gratitude. 40 years of my life, you know, I punished myself. I'm done punishing myself. Today, I enjoy every day to the fullest. And my life has never been better. My, I have a life beyond my wildest dreams, eating absently. And um, I'm just so grateful for the vision. This, this meeting is just so wonderful. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne T. Ann M. Hi, Rebecca. It's Ann M. here from Ireland, Recovered Composable Reader. Can I be heard okay? Yes. Hi, Ann. Glad you're oh, here. Brilliant. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rebecca, and thanks for your service, and thanks to everybody on the line. Uh, yeah, I love this paragraph, and uh, I suppose the whole paragraph for me really just, you know, just shines the whole light on the spiritual awakening, you know, being enlightened by God's presence and being unblocked. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, really, I suppose. And uh, I just, you know, love the part as well, you know, overwhelmed by conviction of the presence of God. And I just looked up that word conviction and it's, it's belief, you know, in the presence of God and yeah, I definitely believed in God, but I had no idea about the presence of God in, you know, flowing through me. And my awakening was, you know, it was it was of the educational variety, like it was shared before. You know, it was very slow. It wasn't profound. It wasn't a white light experience. And, you know, that evolves and it's getting, you know, it grows and it's it's becoming more clear. And, you know, I can just feel that and sense it and, and, and know it now today. And I know how God you know, really, really speaks to me, flows through me, you know, and my in intuition definitely has increased. And I love where it says poured over, over and through him, you know, it just really brings me back to, I suppose, that whole idea of God outside myself when God is within. And it says here with a great certainty and maj majesty and, you know, the sacredness and the promise that is in that, that it's certain, you know, it's absolutely, definitely certain. And, uh, you know, the great tide, the great tide at flood. I think that's the breakthrough for me, really. You know, it's when it all happens 
um, and the barriers, you know, that he had built up. It's I like that part on page 55, just the previous page, you know, where it says that, um, you know, all we had to do was sweep away prejudice and search diligently. And it's been answered there with your, your attitude cannot fail. And it's so true. And I'm living proof of that today. And um, yeah, love the part as well. He stood in the presence of infinite God and love. And that's what we're all looking for. It's the answer to all my problems today. And and yeah, neutrality around food and love and acceptance and, you know, going through challenging times. And I'm certainly going through a few of my own personal life. And uh, yeah, God's the answer. And, uh, you know, just living in, in, in more than hope, just knowing that God will, will take care of things. And God has showed up in my life in many, many ways. Um, so I'm so grateful. I believe that that. Thanks again, Rebecca, for your service. And thanks everyone on the line. And I pass. Oh, thanks, Anne. Um... Dara L. Hi, great. Thank you for your service. This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And um, this paragraph, there's so much there. And so my experience is that I'm a person, this is my fourth time being recovered. And the first time I was recovered, it was a white light um, experience. I was in the middle of my um, apartment and I had been, you know, binging and purging half the day, which that, you know, that was always my MO. I would just binge and purge the entire day. And, and I got down on my knees and I prayed earnestly and the desire was just like ripped out of me and I felt God and it was amazing. And then I worked the steps and I, I was entirely absent. I had two years recovered and a second time, same thing, white light, you know, beautiful experience. Amazing. God, saved me from myself and I felt it and same thing with the third time around in this time um you know after having relapsed after five years of abstinence and then you know the first two stretches were two years and two years and um I I had like just zero faith I didn't know like well what's going to be different you know what is going to what is going to make this work you know because um because i had experienced the presence of god and i had no doubt about this program's ability to work and yet every time i felt a distance an inner distance from other people an inner distance from my own value and my own worth that drove me to leave to stop doing the work and and what stood out to me today is lived in conscious companionship with his creator. And I never had that before. You know, I mean, I had conscious contact with God. I felt God's love for me. But deep, deep down within myself, I there was a level of self-hatred because of the things that I've done, because of the things that have been done to me that made it almost so like God's love was terrifying to me and the love of other people was terrifying to me. And being a grateful recovered person was anathema to me. And I brought my same self-hate to working this program that I brought to, you know, binging and purging and starving and all the things I did to my body and, you know, sex with strangers, you know, all the things I did. And, um, and today I live in conscious companionship with God and it's a God that exists within me and in everyone else and, and outside of me. And I feel like that infinite power and love, like I love myself today. And that was an awakening of the educational variety. But that for me is something that I never experienced. And I believe that, you know, that was why I went back to the food was because my inner reality of self-hatred didn't match up with the healthy behaviors in my timer and the love you know that that i was trying to enact in the world but i didn't feel deep down inside and so with that i'll pass and thank you so much thank you zara l okay if you haven't shared on a vision for you on friday or monday and would like to share on the fourth paragraph on page 56 this man recounts through conscious companionship with his creator please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial Christina K. Okay, wait one sec. I'll bet there were five people, but I only got Christina. So who was asking? Tina S. Loretta A. Melissa G. Ginger. Jen A. Okay, I think that'll do it. Who was after Loretta? I already forget. And then Ginger. 
you remember who was after Loretta? Thank you. Yes. Your name? After oh, Loretta. Loretta. Oh, sorry. After. Somebody before Ginger. This is Jen A. I said my name. Jen A. Yes, yes, you did. Thank you. Okay, I only have time for five if we're lucky, and it's Christina, Tina, Loretta, Jen, and Ginger. Christina, go ahead. Christina, I'm pretty sure I heard of Christina. Yeah, this is Christina J. from the state of Washington, um, recovered today by God's grace and mercy on my soul. Um, I had two things going on in my life since childhood. One was a very dramatic upbringing, very um, strange. And so as a little infant and a little girl coming forth in the world, I saw my mother go out and forge ahead, get a job, um, try to support her two little children because she left my crazy dad. And that instilled in me a level of I've got to do this myself. I've got to figure this out. And I was not going to have a life like she uh, or my dad represented. I was going to, you know, and I waited and I pined for that time when I could leave home and start. So a lot of self-will and ego got built up, a lot of insecure uh, ego and self-will and I had something to prove to the world that I could succeed and I could be loved and all that. And um, <clears throat> another thing was going on during that time. My mother took us to church. She took us to this huge Pentecostal church in Oakland, California that was just a blessing. And I felt something incredible in that church. Today I still get shivers and tear up inside myself because people were honestly worshiping and being vulnerable and real. See, this is important for me to share my heart and soul and be real. I can't just skate on the surface of life or words. Uh, stories that are real and honest that come from the pain and the suffering of life and the deep joy are very important to me. And to me, when we, we raise those things up and out of us and share them with a fellow or someone close to us that we can trust, we're cleaning house on deep levels. So I had these two issues going on. One was immense self-control uh, and ego about getting my way in the world, and I didn't know there was anything wrong with that. And then there was this precious conscious contact with this creator. But you see, I was in the driver's seat. <laughs> so I could never completely surrender. I didn't even know what surrender was. I thought by just forging ahead that I was going to get it. And um, so I never really uh, felt like I needed to drop to my knees or need to do anything. But the food was there. Like, why was the food there? Why, you know, this was in be this was a block in between me and God. Uh, lots of things. My ego and self-will were a block. My problem is in my head and all the things I learned as a kid that I'm slowly sloughing off and my emotional recovery from that part of myself that, you know, drove the train all those years um, is slow, uh, but it's coming. The great thing is the food's down. I don't have to eat when I feel horrible fears at night or how am I going to go about in the world now that, I don't, that I'm supposed to surrender to this bigger power? What am I supposed to do, God? I'm confused about really how to go about life in certain ways. And all I know is that on Mother's Day, and I'm, I'm not a mother to any children, but I'm a mother to many other people, um, it came to me that, yeah, you can't get everything you don't want done today, and maybe it's not Amen. even God's will to do those things. But why don't you just take a deep breath and trust me and surrender that what you can do today is what I'm going to have you do. And so that surrender to me is a drop to my knees every day, and I'm going to finish up um, to this conscious contact with God and just being at peace and walking my day the best I can. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Christina J. Tina F. Tina S. Uh, sorry, I was unmuting. Uh, thanks, okay. Rebecca. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great paragraph. And I heard so many really, really good things. You know, I wasn't going to share this morning, but, you know, because I didn't have that overwhelmed, well, let's not say I didn't have the overwhelm. I didn't have the white light, like what, what was shared, you know. But I, all, I continue to have an overwhelmed conviction of the presence of God today in my life. And, and, you know, and it's because I live in conscious companionship with my creator. 
you know. And, and that's not why I got came here. I did not come here to have a relationship with a power greater than myself. I did not. I came here so the shit would quit happening. And it reminds me of a time in my anorexia when, you know, because I'm in another 12-step program. That's my story. It's who I am. And, you know, and I was in my anorexia and I couldn't think. But from direction from someone else, every morning before I didn't even step out of bed, I got onto my knees. And I don't even know whatever I said because, like I said, I couldn't put a thought together in my mind. But what happened was, you know, people came into my life and did things for me, you know, um, God with skin, that I could not do for myself. Just led me, you know, until, you know, I was able to do something different. And, and that was to start this journey. You know, um, I have to say this. Yesterday, I, I was sitting out in my front yard talk about God. And, um, you know, I, I, I take a break. I go out in my front yard with my dogs every day. This woman walks by, you know, don't know her. She comes up to me and she said, did you live here about eight years ago? And I said, yeah, I moved here in, in 2008. And she said, I just wanted, I'm going to get emotional. She said, I just wanted to thank you for saving my life. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Because, of course, she doesn't look familiar. And she proceeds to tell me about, you know, um, back in 2013, a woman's riding her bike down my sidewalk, this really skinny woman who I could tell literally was just spaced out and on drugs and wrecked in front of my house. You know, and I called 911, you know, and I could tell. And she got up and said, don't call anybody. And I called him anyway, you know. And what happened was she got clean and clean that day you know, and has been clean for eight years. And, you know, what I do know is that if I were not in a recovery program and lived with a a power greater than myself, I don't know that I would have done any of that. You know, I probably might have just gone inside my house, you know, because I, in of my own, I am just all consumed, so selfish and self-centered. And today, you know, I can think a little more about you, and it's only because I live in conscious contact and companionship with the power greater than myself that I'm willing and able to do something for you and not think about myself so much. And with that, I'll pass. Some great stuff. Thanks, Tina S. Loretta, your turn. Good morning, Rebecca, and everybody on this line who saves my life daily. This is Loretta H. I am a compulsive overeater, anorexic, recovered by God's grace today, and so grateful. Uh, The barriers he had built through years were swept away. Uh, On January 6, 2001, I was actually Bill trying to get the mattress down from a apartment building in New York so I could jump. And that morning I had a um, meetup with a girlfriend to run around Central Park. And she actually became my sponsor. And the irony of that was after the run, I gave her my food. That was, today I find that that is a spiritual experience. Not only did I give her my food, I was just willing, I was broken, I was just um, desperate. And so I let her take my food for a day, and she said, all you had to do was do it for today. And I did that. And then about three days later, she came into my home, and actually, she was a nutritionist, ironically, and came and took the junk out of my house. Now, if that isn't God, I don't know what is. And I came in as an agnostic. She not only had never had a drink before, but after every run we did in Central Park, she would go to an AA meeting on 63rd Street and get the steps and the program through AA. Was that not God? Yes, it was. And in our book, it says in the vision for you, when um, he found God, he found himself on 158. And that is where I am today with um, God's grace and working the steps and having sponsors and having a sponsor and learning from you guys how to get the spirit within. Because today I wake up every morning and I make sure I have that date with God so I can soften and polish this heart of mine so I can be a better human being. And as a result, then I have God within me. And it's only, only with the work Staying abstinent, my abstinence and God are symbiotic. I can't find God unless I'm abstinent. 
And so today I actually, my food plan is a tool and my abstinence is spiritual because I need God, but I also need to be clean with the food. So I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, but I know that my God is within me today because I do the work, but I also um, have to every day, like everybody says, the shower from yesterday doesn't clean me today. And that is by doing this practice that is such a pleasure and such a gift. And I get to be in life and live it as a human being and really mm-hmm. travel on the road of happy destiny. And so I thank you all. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, my God, for saving my life. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. Jen. Good morning, Rebecca. This is Jen A. If you'll time me, that'd be great. Um, Jen A. from Colorado this morning. You know, I read this paragraph, and it's going to be so hard just not to be in tears because, um, you know, I think about every day that I do get on my knees. Today wasn't always like that um, because the presence of God runs deep into my life. And I love how he talks about in here, he uses such amazing words. You know, it poured over and through him with certainty and majesty. I love when he connects those words together like that, like a great tide of flood. You know, um, the barriers that I built um, were the barriers after serving in ministry and church and all that for years. And he did sweep those away. They weren't just rearranged. They weren't just you know, taken down slowly, swept away, gone, vanished. That's how powerful my God is. That's how mighty he is. And that's how today I can stand in a capital P presence of capital I, right? Infinite power and love. And I look at that word infinite, and I know that God is divinity, that he is divine, that he is all over everything today. I see it. I experience it. Um, even in the toughest of days, the hardest of days, the most beautiful of days, um, his love is there. It's bottomless. It's endless. It's illimitable. It's immeasurable, right? It's, it's unfathomable. That's what it is. I can't even fathom how much love and that God has for me today. Um, I just experience it in absolutely everything. It's one of my favorite thing to, things to ask people on the line. Where did you see God today? You know, I got to be looking for God in the littlest of things and the biggest of things. Just like it was so lovely shared this morning, like Tina shared. You know, looking for love in the smallest of places. And, and there is God. He stands there before me. But my eyes have to be open. My arms have to be open. My palms are to the sky saying, you know what, God? I am here. I am present. I am yours. And when I shut down, that's when I miss out. I miss out on God when I'm not looking, when I'm too busy, when I don't have time for God. You know what? God makes time for me every second of every day. Why do I not want to give the first fruits of my day on my knees to him and then the rest of my day over to him? And you know what got me here? The pain got me here. That was the greatest motivator to just, you know, allow God or something bigger than me at the time. It wasn't God because I was pissed off at him. You know, he didn't give me what I wanted. You know, I, I always prayed to him. I went to every Bible study. I was involved in the church. Where were you, God? And he said, I'm there the whole entire time he was there. And I believe that today when I was ready and willing to let him in, wow, can he do the most miraculous things in my life. No earthly explanation for what he's doing in my life today, but I'll just tell you that I'm totally grateful, totally grateful to be in constant companionship with him. Thanks, Rebecca. Everybody have a great day. Thanks, Jenna. Ginger C, and it's going to be more like two and a half minutes. Hi, good morning, Rebecca. Can you hear me? I could hear you, but I muted already. Go ahead, Ginger C. Oh, okay. Um, Good morning, everyone. This is Ginger C. And this is not easy, but this program has taught me about honesty. And uh, you all have heard me share. You got to wash, rinse, and repeat. And I forgot the most important piece. And I stopped. And I'm so sad to be telling you this morning. 
<laughs> the food came back. That great lie came back, and I can't even believe I'm sharing that I went back to the worst nightmare of my life. And they said there's a bottom below the bottom, you know. And it's my reality, and it's so scary because I want to go from bridge to shore, and I don't know if I'll be able to. So I share now if you're thinking about eating, please don't. There's nothing there, and nothing will ever solve that God hole, but God. But when I'm an addict, I am an addict. And so I'm just asking for your prayers. I'm praying today will be day one. I hit my knees, and I'm just hoping that. Oh, no. We lost you, Ginger C. Hmm. Ginger, just want you to know we can't hear you. Rebecca. Oh, I hear you now, Ginger. Do you want to wrap okay. up? Yeah, sure. So just don't stop. Don't stop moving your muscles. And also, abstinence or not, you know, it's not a little pregnant. I was playing around with food people. I'm a foodie. And it just was sneaking in really slippery, like rice crackers that have cheese. Anything in a box or a bag has to go. Those rice crackers with cheese led to Cheetos. And that's the reality. That's what you're playing with if you're playing with the food, because that's what was my experience 100%. And I'm happy to share with anyone that wants to hear what happened, because I don't want you to begin to go back to where I am right now. So I love you all, and I'm so grateful that I got on the line this morning. Thanks. We are, we are too, Ginger C. Thanks for sharing. Ginger was the last person to share in this first hour. Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, May 11th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 16,922. That's 16,922. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Crystal P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Good morning. This is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.